We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hello there. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode number 22 for June 1st, 2020. And we're concluding our look at the Walt Disney Resorts by checking a look at some of our favorite deluxe and deluxe villa resorts. Um, But as always... What do we have first, Sophie? We have a lot of cheddar, very important cheddar, sharp cheddar. From the big cheese. So, why don't you start us off? Okay. Well, as you guys, I'm not sure if they know yet, but we have an online store, and there you can get some On the Road with Mickey gear. We've gotten some gear ourselves. We've got t-shirts, and they all look very amazing, and... When you go and buy the gear, you will help support us and the podcast, and we will get a little bit of the proceeds from buying on the shop. And there is still a 15% coupon on it because it's within the first two weeks. I'm not sure if the coupon is still on at this mm. point. So I think I think the 28th might be the last might have been the last day so i'll have to see if i can put a new coupon on all right i'm not sure exactly how that works but anyway um we are we like sophie said we ordered some and we have not received them just yet but when we have them we will wear them on a future episode right so oh i most certainly will yeah and then we'll show them off to everybody yes all right and and now here's the big part the important the stuff. You want to you want to tackle Universal, and then I'll talk about all the changes at Disney. Sure, I'll tackle Universal. Okay. So here's the big thing: we have opening dates for Universal Studios, and it's going to be opening this Friday, June the fifth. Nothing yet on the hotels opening on the day as well, but this is the beginning of the end. Of the quarantine. Things are getting back to normal. And where Universal goes, when it opens up, Disney follows. Yeah, and usually it's the other way around. But in this case, Universal really stepped up and opened a lot earlier than I think a lot of people thought they would. And um, the other day in um, in the task force for reopening meeting... Um, It was also announced that SeaWorld has submitted plans for reopening on June 11th. 
And so, um, and I think that has been approved and is just waiting for Governor DeSantis, um, the governor of Florida, to sign off on that for their approval. Um, now, over at Disney, they also announced uh, reopening dates, and it's a little bit convoluted, so I thought I would just go down what we know. And what we know right now is that the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom are set to open on July 11th. Epcot and Hollywood Studios are set to open on July 15th. Now, um, as far as resorts go, DVC resorts are set to reopen um, starting June 22nd, with the exception of, like, Vero Beach and Hilton Head, which are opening a little bit before then. Um, but I didn't really include them because they're not Walt Disney World resorts. Um, and the Fort Wilderness Camp Resort, um, the campgrounds and cabins, I think, are also going to open on June 22nd. Um, now, other resorts, and we're not sure yet, at, at time of recording, if that will include all the resorts or just some of them. But other resorts are set to open on July 11th. And it's kind of big news for us personally because of our trip starting on July 12th. <laughs> so, big news. so we'll see. Um, now, to get into the park, um, you must have both a park ticket and a reservation for that park. And they're still working out the details. We're recording this on May 28th. This is Thursday. This is last Thursday. Um, and right now, all the systems are down. They're working on these systems to make the park reservations and everything like that. Um, you can't make new reservations right now. You can't make um, dining or fast passes. You can't buy park tickets because they want to focus on all of those that already have tickets and already have existing reservations. Because there's quite a few people that already have existing reservations, you know. So they're focusing on all them. And once all that gets sorted out, then they'll reopen the system for everyone else. So we're just going to see how it progresses. It's kind of a... Um, you know, what we know is what we know, and we don't know a whole lot beyond that. And we're just kind of waiting and seeing, you know, and mm -hmm. um, so we'll see what we end up with. But um, but it is huge because it does mean that um, that, you know, the parks are going to be reopening. Life is going to start returning to normal. There's going to obviously be changes like we saw with Shanghai. You know, they're going to have temperature checks. They're going to have face masks. They're going to have um, separation as far as social distancing and rules like that. And they're going to limit capacity. And um, but we're going to see what what happens. But it's still a start. You know, um, we, we both saw, didn't we, Sophie, that Universal City Walk and Disney Springs are, are now open and Disney Springs has opened the the um the disney owned properties as well as the third party vendors um yes we did see that so so that's all moving along so mm -hmm. things are just getting back to normal which is what we love to hear and think about i love it yeah 
But that's what we got for Cheddar from the Big Cheese. Do you have anything else for us, Sophie? I do not. Okay. Well, then let's get on to our feature topic. Um, Like we said, we have been covering the resorts. We started with the value resorts. We went into in-depth into the moderate resorts last week. And this week, we're going to close it out by taking a look at some of our favorite deluxe and deluxe villa resorts. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's two dozen or so properties that you can stay at at Walt Disney World. And... um, and that's a lot of a lot of hotels, and obviously not all of them are deluxe or deluxe villa, but um, but there's a lot amazing. of there's a lot of them to choose from. So we are not going to go through every single deluxe and deluxe villa resort. We'll talk about some of the, the cool things, that, the ones that we liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sophie, since you got a unique background up, do you want to start us off with the first one? I would love to, and this is actually based off the of the first one on our list, and that would be Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is, of course, the Animal Kingdom Resort. It's the one closest to Animal Kingdom, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. And the picture behind me that I'm using as my background is one of the specific parts of the resort. It's called Kidani Village. There are two sec- sections there's Kidani and there's the Jumbo House. And yeah. Kidani features the Savannah View as well as the Jumbo House, I think, but mainly Kidani Village. And there they have live animals roaming the grounds. Mm-hmm. And I think it's connected to the wildlife reserve that's part of Animal Kingdom. Um, it's all part of the same Savannah. You know, it's broken into different areas. So the savannah that you see on, for example, Kilimanjaro safaris when you're on the ride is not the same savannah, but it's all in the same area. Um, and as far as Kidani Village, Kidani and Jumbo House are the DVC. So they're the deluxe villa um, portions of Animal Kingdom Lodge. And Animal Kingdom Lodge is also just, you know, you can get it as a regular deluxe um room um if you do kadani or jumbo house you can use points um and if you have a dvc membership you can you can get uh, accommodations there using your dvc or you can pay cash for that but um but they all have savannah views and we stayed at kadani village when we stayed there and i think it was 2012 and we really enjoyed it because it was so cool to have the the savannah view wasn't it it was amazing, and the rooms yeah. are beautiful, too. Yeah. And um, one of the neat things about about Animal Kingdom um, is if you don't have a Savannah view, let's say it's beyond your budget, it you, you can pick a standard view, but you can still experience parts of the Savannah when you go out on the back patio because mm-hmm. they have a lot of observation areas it's almost like going out um, to the zoo and looking at the animals at the zoo. Um, and so it's really kind of neat to, to see it that way as well. Mm-hmm. So, And let's just say that this might be mommy's favorite because mommy loves giraffes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As for she, dining, we have tons of options. Oh, I'm sorry, Daddy, didn't mean to cut you off. 
No, it's fine. I was just going to say she does love her giraffes. <laughs> well, as for dining, we have tons of options. We actually have four listed here, and one of them is quick service, and I've been there a few times, and it is amazing. They have the most del- delicious sweets there. Mm-hmm. So we've got, um, as for table service restaurants, we've got Jico, and we got Boma, and we've got Sanaa. Um, Boma, I, I, I ate there with Mommy and with your Uncle Otis and Aunt Nancy and your Grandma Sherry. And we had a really good time with that. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that was an interesting um, take on food because um, a lot of African food is somewhat um, blander in, in taste. Um, at least to me anyway. So that was a good a good mix. But they have a huge dessert section too. So there were all sorts of treats to try. But um but they're really good restaurants. And um, you know, those three are all on dining plan and um so is the Mara, which is the quick service that Sophie was talking about. And um and beyond those four that that I listed there, we also have um, a, an assortment of lounges and poolside bars and poolside, mm-hmm. you know, snack spaces so you can use a snack credit and things like that. You know, they have a, a whole lot more besides that. It's just those were the main ones that I thought we would feature. So. Yes, and we've got all sorts of recreation, just like in the last episode where we talked about the recreation for the moderate resorts. We have pools, campfire activities, movies under the stars, an arcade event, and painting, just like yeah. at the Port Orleans resorts. And I, you'll find that these campfire and the movies, just like the pools, they are at almost every single resort, at every single resort, Yeah. for the most part. Yeah. They are, and and it's neat because it gives a family a way to just kind of unwind, especially if you got young ones. You can come back to your resort a little bit earlier. You don't have to feel like you're missing out because you didn't stay till 10 p.m. Um, you can come back. You can relax with the movie outside on the patio or wherever and um, just kind of wind down from the day. So it's kind of cool. Um and then last, just a, a reminder that if you can do a Savannah View room at Animal Kingdom, you should do it because it is it is beyond incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but but yeah, Animal Kingdom Lodge I think is one of our favorites. The you know um, one of the cool things about it is if you really want to go to Animal Kingdom, then you're real close to the Animal Kingdom Park, obviously makes sense Mm -hmm. um but if you want to go to the other parks it's a little bit more isolated so you have to take bus transportation or uber or minivan or whatever um to get to where you or drive yourself to get to the other parks so um so that's a little bit of a drawback but um but it's still a great resort and i think it's i think it's probably underappreciated by a lot of people but it's it's got a lot going for it, so. Mm-hmm. So our next resort that we're going to talk about is next door to Disney's Contemporary Resort, 
And mommy has said that this is her favorite resort because oh. of the the modern aesthetic and because of how close it is to the Magic Kingdom. And we are talking about Bay Lake Towers. When we bought our DVC way back in 2010, we um, we gathered family and we went in 2011 and we stayed at bay lake towers and we stayed at a two-bedroom villa and it was so cool because we had um, walking access to the magic kingdom we could walk next door to contemporary and then hop on the monorail and then change trains and go to epcot um, or we could catch our bus transportation to go to hollywood studios or animal kingdom and there's just a lot of close proximity to the parks so it's really really cool as far as as far as dining goes um you know there's there's not a lot of dining specifically at bay lake towers they have their a lounge upstairs on the roof where you can watch the fireworks from um similar to the lounge similar to the lounge at at California Grill, but it's not a restaurant. So I mean, I think you can order snacks or hors d'oeuvres or something mm-hmm. like that. But but for the most part, it's just bar activities. Um, the thing about Bay Lake Tower is that it's kind of an extension of the Contemporary Resort. It is, and it's the DVC portion of it. So mm-hmm. so um, you know, if you're not a DVC member, which we're not anymore, but if you're not a DVC member. You can still stay there. You just pay cash for the room. Um, but because it's a deluxe villa, it's going to be more expensive because of the size of the rooms and what you get for those rooms. So mm-hmm. so that's that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, but next door at the Contemporary are a lot of great dining options. We've got California Grill. We've got Chef Mickey's. We've got... The wave of American flavors. We got Contempo Cafe. We've got lounges. We've got um, the California Grill Lounge. If you just want to see about getting a seat to watch fireworks, um, you know, it's first come, mm-hmm. first serve as far as that goes. Um, and on and on and on. So there's a lot, um, a lot to, lot to do and eat at um, next door at Contemporary. So, mm-hmm. so, and then um, looking at recreation things, you know, it, it, they've got a really cool pool that's shaped in Mickey ears um, at Bay Lake Tower. And um, they've got tennis courts and basketball courts and you can play volleyball. Um, you can do yoga. You can get a cabana or a boat and rent those. Um, you can go fishing, you can relax, you know, the, but I think one of the recreation items that I didn't list for any of these is the fact that you can walk next door and go to the magic kingdom. <laughs> well, yeah. That is, that's quite the recreation, I think. <laughs> and we are serious. It's literally within walking distance. I think yeah. 10 to 15 minutes. If that, yeah. Yeah. There's so, literally a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So walking walking access to the Magic Kingdom is is quite a selling point for this resort. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were there last, we 
um, had it was a lake view room, but it was where we were positioned was close enough to the theme park side so that when we went out on the balcony, we could look to the left and we could see part of the fireworks and we could see Space Mountain. Um, so it was that close. And and it feels like you can just reach your arm out and touch the top of Space Mountain. But um but not quite. Not quite. Almost. Yeah. But anyway, so there's a lot um of recreation also at Bay Lake Towers. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think I don't know, for us when we're staying at a place like this, we're staying there as much um for the location as anything so staying there and um and taking you know being able to get easy access to the parks is probably the biggest the biggest draw but having a nice room and being able to relax um that that's a big that's a big bonus so Mm -hmm. so and it is I can see why mommy would say it's one of her favorites. I really can. Yeah. Now, on to the next one. Yeah. And that would be the Polynesian Resort, which is another Magic Kingdom resort. In fact, the only one we have on this list that isn't a Magic Kingdom resort would be the Animal Kingdom Lodge, because we aren't talking about the, the rest of the deluxe resorts. So we have one more after this one. But first, the Polynesian Village. And now, when you think of the Polynesian Village, it's best to think of the Enchanted Tiki Room in Adventureland, as well as Hawaii from Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Because it's amazing, and I I really do love the resort. There's just this amazing feel to it. And I've Mm -hmm. been inside the lobby a few times, and it's so open. All it makes you want to do is look up. Yeah. And it feels just like, like Sophie said, the Enchanted Tiki Room is a good, a good analogy because that's the, the motif that they're kind of shooting for. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, um, it's Polynesian, you know, and uh, obviously because it's Mm -hmm. a Polynesian village resort, but but it's a great place to stay, and we haven't stayed there yet. Um, I would like to stay there at some point, but um, but it hasn't made it onto our reservation board yet. Um, but it'll be it'll be neat when we are able to stay there. And they have a DVC um, component to it that um, that's fairly new. And one of the neat things about the DVC rooms is they actually have over the water bungalows so like Mm -hmm. you could get a bungalow and stay at a bungalow and have you know your porch be right on the water um and that's really kind of cool um so so that would be really neat i don't know that we would that we would do that necessarily but um but it is an option so um when you stay at polynesian village resort though um, there's a lot of great dining options that you have to choose from, right, Soph? Oh, yes, a ton. And we've we've eaten at many of them, though we haven't actually stayed at the Polynesian Resort. Right. Like, all three of us. Yeah. So, starting us off is Ohana, 
And Ohana is a lunch and dinner, I mean, a breakfast and dinner only, I think, resort or restaurant. So um, for breakfast, that's when, so if you mentioned Lilo and Stitch, that's when they come out and play um, Mm -hmm. at Ohana is for breakfast. And then um, for dinner, it is um, no characters, but it's the same same great food, you know, great Polynesian type um, influences in their food and their menu. So amazing. And then the spirit of Aloha dinner show is like a luau, Sophie. So so you're sitting outside. Um, you've got a luau going on. Great food. Um, great characters moving around, you know, and dancing and and so forth. So you get the dinner show as well as a good meal. So if you um, if you are on the dining plan, Spirit of Aloha will cost you two credits because of, because of the show as well as the food. So yes, and then the next one is the Kona Cafe, which we've eaten there with Jagan once mm-hmm, and- for breakfast. Yes, and it was delicious. French toast with bananas and other assorted fruits will always be one of my favorite things ever. So did you like the Tonga toast? I did. I loved it a lot. You know, that's funny um, because as far as Tonga toast goes, I had it and I'm like, you know, I don't necessarily need it. It's not my favorite, so I think I, I'm okay with skipping it for next time and getting something different. <laughs> you can share mine if you need a bite. Yeah, but the Kona Cafe itself was was a great place. It's open, mm-hmm. you know, it's an open atmosphere, so it is a little bit noisy, but um, but the food the food is still good. Um, I'm just it, it hit me hard as far as how 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 many um, flavors there was in the Tonga toast, so. Mm. And then Captain Cooks um, is a quick service, and so is Kona Island quick service and a lounge, um, and those are some other dining options that you have at the resort. So. And then. We also have Captain Cook's and Kona Island, which I actually don't know that much about either of these. Oh, I was just going to say that Captain Cook's um, and Kona Island are quick service um, and lounge. Can you not hear me, Soph? I can. You can? Okay. Yeah, I can Um, hear you. Okay. Well, they're quick service and and lounge type type, um, places, so... So just another place for you to get, um, to get your, to get your dining need in. You know, if you have want a quick bite, go to Captain Cooks. Um, if you want to maybe have some sushi, go to Kona Island. That sort of thing. Mm. Um, so, okay. and now, um, as far as recreation goes, you know, like Sophie was saying, uh, the movies under the stars and the campfire activities. You know, you, you see that most at most of the resorts. Um, some obviously do painting instead of campfire. Um, but for the most part, you see that at, at most of the resorts. And it's just an option. It's easy for you to have 
some other things to do outside of just going to the parks all the time. And then the pool um, at at the Polynesian, they have several, but the the main pool is is a feature pool that a lot of people like. So. Mhm. And then what else can you do? Well, of course, we have movies under the stars. We have the campfire activities. We have the fishing. And we also have motorized boats because the Polynesian is right on the Seven Seas Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Or is, yeah, it's the Seven, Seas, Seven Lagoon, Seas Lagoon, which is right in front of the Magic Kingdom. Yep. And um, speaking of the Magic Kingdom, the Polynesian has a boat transportation That'll take you straight to the boat dock over um, to get into the Magic Kingdom. So it's it's also a monorail resort. So you could take the monorail around mm-hmm. to it. Or if you wanted to, you could take the, the boat. And when we ate at Ohana one morning, um, we, we went to the Magic Kingdom first for a little bit. And then we took the boat from the Magic Kingdom over to the Polynesian to make our dining reservation for Ohana. For breakfast. Mm-hmm. So. And then lastly, but most certainly not least. Yeah, is the Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. And this is the signature resort for Walt Disney World as far as Disney properties goes. Definitely. And it's actually Daddy's background. It is my background. And I, I took that picture um some time ago, I can't remember exactly when, but uh, I thought it was neat, so I figured I'd put that one up. And um, the Grand Floridian is the interesting thing is that it wasn't open when Walt Disney World opened in 1971. It didn't open until the 80s, Sophie. Yeah, I think I've heard that before because I remember this one time where I was completely obsessed with everything. Disney World Resort. Yeah. So I probably know a bunch of trivia about these resorts. I think the Polynesian was the only one to be open at the time, wasn't it? The Contemporary, I think, also. Mm. Although I could be wrong. I I have to research that again. I forget sometimes. But um, for the Grand Floridian, the neat thing is that um, it's got a really old world Victorian um, element to it and theming. Um, so when you walk into the, the Grand Floridian lobby, which it, even if you're not staying there, you should go ahead and um, take a take a ride over and just check it out one day because it's so stately. It's so cool. And they've got like a band that plays while you're just relaxing in the lobby and they got a piano player and um, and at Christmas, they set up this gorgeous Christmas tree and they set up the gingerbread house for selling the delightful treats that they bake right there at the resort. Um, so it's just a really neat atmosphere. Um, and we were fortunate enough to be able to stay there back in 2013 um, as part of a pixie get together. So that was cool that we had that opportunity. And um but, you know, the rooms are just, they're just, it's nice. It's just nice to be able to stay there. Um, 
and to have such close ex- access to the Magic Kingdom. So, mm-hmm. and you know, there used to not be a walkway from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom, but now they have been working on building a walkway and it might be open now if it's not mm-hmm. already. Um, and that would allow you to walk from the Grand Floridian over to the Magic Kingdom. It's a little bit further than walking from the contemporary side um, because it's yeah. set back a little bit further out. Yeah, it's it's actually, I think, across the lagoon from the other, from the Polynesian and the Magic Kingdom. Because the Polynesian is also right by the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and I think the Polynesian is furthest away. Hmm. And then you got Grand Floridian, and then you've got the Magic Kingdom, and then over to the right, I think, is Contemporary. I'd have to look at the map to confirm that, though. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as dining options go, there's a ton of options for dining at the Grand Floridian. And some of these are signature places that you make a reservation, um, and you can only make it by calling in. Uh, some of these you can't even make through the Disney system. You have to call the restaurant directly. Um, but places like Citrico's and Arcuzzi's are um, signature restaurants. Um, so they're, if, I think those two are both on the Disney dining plan. Um, but you're going to have two credits um, per if you wanted to eat at each of those. And um, then Victoria and Albert's is is a really upscale restaurant. Um, I would think all three of those, you would really want to dress um, nicer than, than normal. But, um, but Victoria and Albert's, I think, is like suit jackets and ties sorts of environment, or at least suit jackets. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the websites, they have all the dress code act, um, requirements. But Victoria and Albert's is a kind of place that you – go for your for your anniversary or something like that really something you're going to celebrate you're going to you're going to spend a few hours here eating at that place because you're celebrating a very special moment mm-hmm. and then um taking things back a little bit though we've got the 1900 park fair and we ate there once didn't we sophie yes i think we did i personally don't remember it but I remember, like, probably being able to see it. Yeah. 1900 Park Fair, in the morning, it's breakfast with um, Alice in Wonderland oh. and, and, the, and the Mad Hatter. But in the evening, it is dinner with, um, with Cinderella and her prince and the stepmother and the stepsisters. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, when we ate there, we ate there for dinner, and um, and the stepsisters were, in my opinion, I thought they were kind of rude, and you did oh. not like them. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. So so we haven't been there since, <laughs> but we, well, I don't I mean, know. They were in character. They were very much in character, so. Yeah, so I think that was what they were there to do. Anyway, yeah. next one. Anyway, the next one um, is the Grand Floridian Cafe, and that's a casual dining. So it's a one one credit on the ta- on the dining plan. Um, it's a table service, 
and then um, this one, you know, Sheila says, is her absolute favorite. Um, that they make a reservation when they leave because it's just a relaxing way to have a last great meal before they head back home. Mm-hmm. So, and then um, there's also Gasparilla Island Grill, which is a quick service. So, yep. As for recreation, we have the usual. We have the pools, the movies under the stars, the campfire activities, and we have other things, too, because this is a very special resort. Daddy? Yeah. So, um, you know, you can you can get cabana rentals. You mm-hmm. can do boat rentals. And um, you can actually also do specialty cruises. And the neat thing about that is... Um, that takes you around um, the Seven Seas Lagoon and you see different things from from around there. So I haven't done that, but it sounds interesting. It kind of piqued my interest a little bit. It might be worth taking a look at and maybe on a future podcast we'll talk about some of the specialty tours and things that we might want to look at. But, um, but yeah, so they have a lot of different things that you can do there um, in addition to just you know, your standard ones, but, um, but Mm -hmm. for me, the resorts are all about proximity to the parks and just being close to the magic kingdom is where it's about for me. So, yeah, which is why we used the three big magic kingdom resorts for this one. And they actually are all very special in that the monorail runs through all of them. Yeah. Because all three of these resorts have a monorail attached to their resort. So you can easily just go to the monorail, take a loop around if you wanted to. But of course, you would want to hit the Magic Kingdom. Sorry, that yeah. was the table. That was the table. Oh, I didn't hear anything, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, and that's the key is the, the fact that you want to... Um, you know, you want to make sure you get your part time in because that's necessary. <laughs> yes. So, so. Um, some other great ones, you know, that we didn't touch on, but some other great resorts um, under this category are Wilderness Lodge. Mm-hmm, with Whispering um, Canyon. With Whispering Canyon Cafe, which was a really great um, it's birthday a family dinner. thing. Yeah, it was a really great birthday dinner celebration we had with with Randy um, last year, and then um, over um, in other parts of the resort, you've got Saratoga Springs, um, and and that's great. Mm-hmm. And that's a great one. And old Old Key West, which is a DVC property, it's the original DVC property. Um, those are great great resorts to to stay at as far as the the feel of the resort you know they all have different theming um for that for those you know you're further away so your Mm -hmm. buses you're going to be bus transportation to to get into the um the parks um over at the boardwalk area you've got the boardwalk um in and the boardwalk villas and then you got the yacht club and the beach club which are sister resorts sitting side by side to each other so those are great access to epcot and hollywood studios and then um you've got the new riviera resort which um is 
right there in that same proximity as well. So, um, so there's just a lot of great resource to, to check out. And, um, and I think this whole, this whole look at the different resorts, Sophie, it's just showing us how many resorts we have yet to stay at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm so. going to make it a bucket list. If I'm going to live in Florida, I'm going to be able to send one of my loved ones, at least one of my loved ones, to every single one of these. There you go. Okay, well, I'll vote for for me going, okay? Well, you'll be living in Florida, too, so of course. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Well, anyway, I think that about wraps it up for this one. I think that wraps up our feature, our look at our um, feature topic. So... Um, if anyone has any questions about any of these resorts or any other resorts, shoot us an email or leave us a comment. Um, our email address is info at ontheroadwithmickey.com, or you can email me directly, mike at pixievacations.com, if you are interested in any travel questions regarding which resort might be best for you and your family. Um and so forth um but that takes us to this day in disney history for june 1st yes sophie what do you got for us i've got something very very special for you and i'm gonna take you back to an episode that we did two weeks ago i'm sure you remember who was on Mm -hmm. especially yeehaw bob jackson well today i would like to wish him a very happy birthday June 1st, 1953, pianist, vocalist, comedian, and entertainer Piano Yeehaw Bob Jackson is born Robert J. Jackson in Ohio. Really? Yes, today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Yeehaw Bob. Happy we birthday, love you. Bob. I think we should do a special trumpet call. I am not going to go get my trumpet just to do that. No, no, no. I meant, like, pretend like he blew his trumpet. What do we do? Oh! (laughs) Goodness, we are silly. Happy birthday, Bob. Yes. Happy birthday, Bob. Can't wait till we can see you at the Riverside. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I had no idea it was his birthday, Sophie. Yeah, neither did I. I was looking through June 1st for the list, and I saw something out of the corner of my eye, and it said, Yeehaw! And I was like, there's only one way that I would ever spell that, and it was in front of Yeehaw Bob Jackson. (laughs) So then I looked, and here it is, and there's even a quote from him. I have been playing and entertaining since I was a little boy. It's all I've ever wanted to do, Bob Jackson. That's right. That's awesome. So that makes him 67 years old and so full of energy. Mm-hmm. He's still young. Still very, very young. He is very young. I'm going to shoot him an email when we're done recording and wish him an early happy birthday from us. That is perfect. All right. Well, good job, Sophie. Do you have anything else for June 1st you want to talk about? Nothing as important. Obviously not. Well, that <laughs> takes us to our Disney Who's Who character. Who's and who? I've got a special character for June 1st. Do tell. I'm listening. He's a friend of Mickey Mouse. He's a friend. I'm going to say that his name is Goofy. Nope. 
I thought we already did, Donald Duck. We it's not written on my page, so. Huh. His name is Donald Duck, and you know we all know he's one hot-tempered fella. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't mean to be, does he? No, he doesn't. He just, I think he, he's like me a lot. He suffers from a lack of patience. And when something doesn't go his way, it tends to tick him off a little bit. But um, when Donald's angry, you can tell. He screams, Wack! W-A-K! Exclamation point, And turns red in the face. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, so the reasons for his frustration, sometimes it's Goofy being clumsy or someone flirting with Daisy um, or it's just the little things like Ant stealing his picnic lunch. But he has a soft side and he's not afraid to show it. He takes wonderful care of his nephews. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And he would do anything for Daisy. Which is mommy's favorite. That's right. When Donald isn't with Mickey, Daisy, or his nephews, he can usually be found fishing or sleeping in his hammock. Mm -hmm. Now, did you know? Did I know what? Do you know what Donald's middle name is, Sophie? No Googling. I do not. Donald's middle name is Fauntleroy. I never would have guessed that. And do you know how much younger Donald Duck is than Mickey Mouse? How many years? I thought Donald was older than Mickey. No, Mickey's the original. Mm. Well, I mean, like, wait, no, because Mickey came out when it was black and white, and I'm pretty sure Donald came out when it was color. Never mind. Donald... First appeared six years after Mickey Mouse. Ah. Now this, I did not know. I knew that Donald was a few years after Mickey. I didn't know it was six. Um, I had heard his middle name was Fauntleroy, but I had never, I wouldn't have stuck that Mm -hmm. I would have remembered it. But this, I had no idea. Donald has appeared in more films than any other Disney character and is the most published non-superhero comic book character in the world. Ah, uh, see, that's why I thought Donald was older than Mickey, because I thought that because he'd appeared in more. Yeah. I I had no idea he'd been in that in more than than the rest of them. So well, and that's my who's who character for this day. And that's a great who's who, who character. My last thing is our Walt Disney quote. And in light of all the reopening news and everything going on with that, I thought this quote was very appropriate. And Do it's tell. a quote from Walt Disney who simply said, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. And I that agree. Pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? I agree. Uh oh. What was that? The lights blinked. I'm not quite sure why. I thought we lost power, but what? we didn't lose internet. So our recording is still good. 
things we, things we cover sometimes. Anyway, that wraps us up for this week. Um, this week's topic. And next week, we're going to have a special guest. Our friend Brenda is going to join us. And we are going to talk about our Disney bucket lists. Yes, and not just for this trip, ever. No. Our Disney bucket list, what's at the top of our list for anything we want to do Disney that we got to check it off our bucket list. I can't wait for that. So start working on yours, okay? Okay. And um, for the rest of you, give us your ideas. What's on your Disney bucket list? You know, is it maybe a trip to Alani? Is it a trip to Disneyland Paris? Is it, um, you know, just staying at every resort at Walt Disney World? Or maybe it's um, staying at the Grand Californian Hotel over in Disneyland. Hmm. I don't know. You tell me. Maybe your Disney bucket list item is to, um, you know, be the person that opens the Magic Kingdom one morning. You know, there's so many different ways. There's no wrong answers, is there? No, there's not a single wrong answer when it comes to Disney. So, so when it comes to that, there's no wrong answer. So tell us what yours, what's on your Disney bucket list. I will put that out as a poll question on the group. And remember, you can reach the group at facebook.com slash groups slash on the road with Mickey group. And that... Mm -hmm. Um, is easy to join. Just join, click the join button, and then start talking Disney or talking travel with us. Okay, we don't always talk Disney in there, but we talk about it quite a bit right now. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Anyway, I'm Mike and she's Sophie. Thanks for joining us, guys, and we will talk to you and see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. See you on the road. See you on the road. That's right. Thanks for remembering that, Seth. Uh-huh. Let's do that again. Just, I want to close it out nice. All right. All right. We'll see you on the road. See you on the road. Bye.